When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trouble one, trouble two. And we're lots of trouble today, man. <laughs> it's Friday and we're both lit up, man. Do you think we may trigger a few folks today? Oh, just a smidge. <laughs> How you liberal pukes doing today? You're going to uh, have a great ride today, man. You black-hating folks out there. <laughs> you Democrat racist black-hating slave owners. <laughs> You just think black people is so damn stupid, don't you? <laughs> We're going to have Democrat weirdos. We're going to have fun. But let's yeah. start with Giovanni. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Great Marine. So, Semper Fi, Giovanni, good morning to you, man. Good morning. How you doing? Doing great. Great to have you in here. Just wanted to take a minute and say thank you very much for sponsoring Operation Interdependence. You're always there, always helping the community out, and especially when it comes to our military folks. So, thank you, Giovanni. Thank you very much. I, I went by the office uh, yesterday before I went home, and the boxes were filling up at the office, so uh, the listeners have definitely, definitely been stopping by to drop stuff off because I had two boxes over there, and they were both full for sure. Well, that's great. And, of course, we've, we've also been telling people to make cash donations at KTSA.com, so we know people have been doing that as well. Now, you've been deployed, right? So what is it like when you receive something from stateside when you've been deployed? It's always nice when you receive something. One of the things is when you're deployed, like some people have families that send them stuff, right? So that's nice. But what people don't understand is not everyone in the military has family. So a lot of guys don't get anything. Like sometimes, you know, families will send you something. But if you don't have any family and you're not very well connected like that, then you don't get anything. So having things arrive for you is very helpful. And, uh, you know, when you're out there, you don't have access to, to a lot. So, uh so getting something is uh, is very helpful, especially when you need it. Makes you feel you good, Sean. You just can't go down that. Yeah. You can't go down the down the street and buy it. Right. Hey, man, it's Sean, and first of all, thank you for your service, uh, and thank you for all that you're you're doing with Operation Interdependence. One of the other things that we encourage people to do, especially kids, if you got kids, is to write a letter, uh, and yeah. and put that along with your donation. What what is the impact of, of something like that for someone overseas to receive a letter from a person, or you know, moreover, a little kid? Yeah, it, it's honestly encouraging and letting them know they're doing the right thing and they made the right decision of what they're doing because you know they're away from their families, they're away from you know the people that they they love to be with, and it's it's a big sacrifice for them. So to have that, you'll see like when the guys are. You know, in their areas, like getting ready, they'll hang that stuff up. You know, they'll put mm. that stuff out to remind them. So it's it's really good. Giovanni, thank you. Uh, as always, Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. You can get by there, and you can drop stuff off at his location. But as always, thank you for your support, Giovanni. We'll see you soon. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Okay, and happy birthday uh, to uh, America as well. Yes. We're going to be talking a lot about that today, too. Um, yes. And for those of you who hate this country, this is this, <laughs> you're not invited to our party. Go to work. <laughs> you go to work. We're gonna, okay. We're going to have a party. If and, you think the country sucks yeah. and it's patriarchal and racist <laughs> right. and systemically bad, you uh-huh. know, then you don't do anything on July 4th, That's man. Right. No weenies for you. Uh-uh. You don't get to cook out. <laughs> you don't get to drink. You don't get to fop, pop fireworks. 
works. You go to work or just close the blinds and stay inside your house. And I say close the blinds because we're going to trigger you. We're going to trigger you. you. Just be alone and be miserable with yourself. We we don't want to add to your pain, man. Most people people who hate this country, they they are miserable people anyway. The the, the people who love this country are pretty happy folks, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a great uh, uh, home we have here. I, I, I don't. This whole idea from the left that anything you say positive about America is jingoistic uh, and fascist, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. such a it, it's such an easy thing to hate America when you're living here and yeah. living the benefits of this country. And how many of them say, "I'm going to leave"? Well, well don't let the door hit you in your ass on the way out, yeah. man. There's a border; it goes both ways. <laughs> right? It's open. Remember that great line from Tombstone? Well, bye. bye. <laughs> So, <laughs> you you've been listening to me this morning, and and, yes. and I you know my views on this whole affirmative action thing. First of all, if you uh, Democrats are the biggest slave owners, <laughs> and and have always been, and they I've never seen them this mad since the Republicans freed their slaves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, you guys fought a war over that, that crap, man. Exactly well, right. You know, I uh, and Barack Obama's got a broken heart. Oh. His little heart is broken. The man who used his skin color for all manner of personal benefits uh, and uh, a blunt criticism against him. Remember, if you say anything about Obama that's critical, you're a racist. He, he's just saying like all the other presidents. It's such a bunch of crap, man. Well, if you think that black people cannot make it on merit, that they have to have affirmative action, you're a racist. That's, that is you're, the very yeah. definition of racism. Affirmative action was put into place to get whitey. That's the whole reason <laughs> it was put into place, was to get whitey. And, uh, and today, the biggest slave owners still remain Democrats. They are trying to hold them down and, and enslave them with their policies. Well, there's an ideological plantation. They don't want them wandering off. Right. Okay? If you, if you don't follow lockstep behind the Democrats with everything they want to do and everything they say, no matter how extreme and, frankly, stupid, well, then you're not really black. The president of the United States said that. You're not really black. And remember, his closest friends were the Grand Poobahs over there in the KKK, <laughs> right? Right. This guy was you so know, far I don't up, know. Uh, well, you call them wizards, dragons. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, grand whatever. wizard. Poobahs. I just call them Poobahs. Right. He hobnobbed and loved them, and when it came time for their funerals, he couldn't say enough good things about them. How far up Robert Byrd's backside was Joe Biden? That's right. Up to his knees, baby. <laughs> remember, he called black children roaches. Roaches. And remember the, uh, you know, uh, uh, when he first talked about when Obama first came on the scene. Well, he's a nice, well-spoken uh, black guy. Yeah. He's clean. Yeah, he's a clean one of those. He, he's a fairy tale man. Yeah. You he's know, one of those that's clean. That's clean. Oh, I mean, my it, look. It, oh, my God. Biden, and we've said this a thousand times, whatever race comes up, Biden should shut his pie hole, man, because he's the biggest race. You, if you support Biden, you support a guy who is a, an obvious racist, and uh, I guess that's cool, as yeah. long as he's got a D. Well, think about this, too. The, the Democrats are the biggest killers of blacks, too. They kill yeah. more black people every year. Democrats do. They kill, literally kill more. And I'm not talking about black-on-black crime in Chicago, although that's a major part of it. Well, yeah. And, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about, as, as the guy who called up a few minutes ago, the black guy, called up a few minutes ago and said, yeah, we live in these black cities that are run by, you know, uh, Democrats, and we are becoming extinct. They are killing off black people. How so? Well, number one is abortion. Yeah. More black people are killed by abortion, infanticide, every single year. And the Democrats are all about it. Well, they've spent many generations redefining abortion 
as something both empowering for black women and uh, reinterpreting the idea that a baby is really just something that falls out of the sky and it's uh, a burden on you that the white man wants to put on you. That, that's the rhetoric. That's the, If you really look... I mean, I got a story from Planned Parenthood where they're saying now that virginity is a construct. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, 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 the African-Americans of this country have been used by the Democratic machine for a long time. And you can tell when, whenever you have a black person who's prominent and is not espousing the agenda and is talking more conservative traditional stuff or or hey i'm not a victim they go nuts well, what do the democrats say you're not if you're black you're not smart enough to go get an id you, to vote <laughs> you can't figure out how to get out of your house and yeah. get in your car and go get an id right. or or actually log on and they'll send it to you so you it's could go horrible, oh, you're not smart man. enough to figure it the democrats tell black people that and predominantly white liberals you know yeah. oh yeah Asian liberals are the worst. But isn't that the you're, point? Yeah, you, you, you're, you're too stupid and lazy and inept that we have to expand early voting hours because you can't get there on time. Right, 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 right. You're too lazy. I mean, you're too how lazy. insulting and demeaning is that? And you can't make it without affirmative action. You can't make it without the Democrat. Uh, you can't make it. You just can't make it because you're too dumb and fat and lazy. They're racist and they suck, and man. And that's what they say. That's the <laughs> that, Democrats. Right. That, Republicans don't say that. Oh. Democrats say it, and the whole point and the whole reason Democrats say it is to enslave you. Hey, that's the word. It's modern slavery. How crippling is it to say to a young black kid, male or female or whatever, young black kid just starting out their life, you can't do it on your own. You need this free money. You need these handouts. Uh You need the government to get these obstacles out of your path because again the inference is you're too weak and lazy and stupid to do it on your own well you know it's it's nauseating lbj said it i will have those n words voting democrat forever i will enslave them he was a racist the, the the vast majority of Democrats who have led the Democrat Party from the very beginning have been racist, and they do not like black people. And by the way, that includes Barack Obama, who doesn't like white people. You talk about somebody who's a racist. He's How many a times did he refer to his own mother as a typical white person? Yeah. His own mom. So there we there we go. I mean, that, that's basically our take on, on what the Supreme Court did yesterday. Oh, we can sum it up by this. The Supreme Court yesterday, in action put Martin Luther King uh, Martin Luther King Jr's words to action. That's yeah, what they yeah. did yesterday. Content of character is what we should judge people on not the color of their skin. That's the affirmation that came from the Supreme Court yesterday. Yeah, and and they're right. Yeah. They are <laughs> they're, right. They're they're absolutely right. And if you're having a reaction to that, you know what? You're wrong. You're just not you're not really looking in the mirror and and examining what you're actually saying. Now, I, I get the whole generational thing because I know folks who are older blacks and Hispanics who have always voted Democrat, and they always will, and they don't question it. But as you get further away from that older generation, what you're seeing is a lot of folks are waking up, like Trucker Mike. He, well, he didn't wake up. He's always been there. Yeah, man. But they're like, I, I'm not going to tell my kids. I think when you get into the realm of parenting, because you know there is a reaction to any time you say anything about absent fathers within that community. Sure. And it, it, as, as the, the agenda gets more extreme, you, you're seeing more and more black parents who are like, I'm not teaching my – I don't want my kid to think he's a victim well, coming into the world. Ben Carson. Tell, yeah, ben Carson. Tell him that he couldn't make it because he had an absent father. 
Because yeah. he had an absent father. Yeah. And look where he is today. He's a brain surgeon. Yes, that is the entire you gotta point. you got to be really smart, and you got to work yeah. really hard to become a freaking brain surgeon, and that's man. It. And, and what we're doing now in America, what the Democrats are doing now in America is telling them, you know what? You you are entitled to other people's stuff because you're black because you've been held back. So go ahead and do that smash and grab at the circle, okay? Because you're entitled to it. And nobody's going to arrest you. And you know what? That's what they're doing. You're right. And Whitey deserves to lose his stuff. And right. Whitey deserves to be attacked. And Whitey's got it coming because of his history. And how that is not racist is bizarre to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not bizarre. I understand. It's all political. Yeah. But, you know, you, you look, two examples. I know we got to break. Two examples. Okay, Ben Carson, yep. who is a brain surgeon and was once a presidential candidate, not you know not because he got special treatment, but because and not because he was black, but because he worked. He did it. He His mom instilled in him a work ethic, and he ran with it, and he became a brain surgeon, something I would venture to say you and I would not be able to do. I he mean, that, that's that you, you can't be a token brain surgeon. Nope. You're operating on no. people's brain. No. And then you look at uh, uh, the press secretary, who is awful at her job, puts no effort into it whatsoever, and can't shut up about how she's the first black lesbian to hold that position. Well, no, this is a There's great There's the point. two examples this, of two extremities. This is exactly right. This is this is perfect because she's a result of affirmative action. Yes, she, she is. is the, the, with affirmative action, that's what you get. Why is she where she is? Because she checks the boxes. She's a black lesbian. Right. She checks those boxes. On the other hand, Dr. Ben Carson worked his ass off and yeah. look where he is today. So that's right. You're a, you're a great, great example. Quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. I'm seeing the difference now. I've been using the Toro men's care, uh, care products for just a few days, and I'm noticing a big difference. Not only am I, but the people around me. In fact, on my Facebook page yesterday, one of my oldest friends said, wow, I really can start to tell the difference in, in your skin. Yeah, well, look, I want to protect my skin. I'm approaching 60 this year, and I want to make sure that my skin lives as long as I do without problems. And I'm out in the sun, you know, and I try to protect myself the best I can, but I know I need restorative care, and I need protection. And Toro Men's uh, Skin Care does it for me. Now, I've got a quick regimen. takes me just a couple of minutes uh, every day to do this. And I'm talking about these great products that are not generic skincare products that don't work, right, and cost too much money. And a lot of times you got girly stuff out there, too. It smells like girly stuff and all that. No, this Toro stuff is the real deal. Bye-bye baggy eyes. Bye-bye blemishes. Bye-bye effects of the sun. Everything you need to take care of your skin, fellas, is with Toro skin uh, care products. I hope you're using them. Just go online to toroskincare.com, toroskincare.com. Use my name, Wear, as your promo code, and they're going to give you 20% off your first order. Check them out. I'm, I'm loving this stuff. I really, truly am. I never thought that this would be for me, but it truly is. toroskincare.com, promo code Wear, W-A-R-E. AccuWeather forecast, it'll be hot, upper 90s all the way through the 4th of July. Right now, it's 78 at KTSA. Good morning, your commute starting to fill in, 65. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. move. Well, yeah. all right. So, yeah. 724 on a funky Friday with uh, Ware and Raima. Yes. Oh, me. <laughs> no, we can just do whatever you want. I've already got Fridays going on we, in my well, head. Well, uh, nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, just to kind of pick up on what we're saying, you know, there was another example yesterday of the racism of the left with New York City Mayor Eric Adams. <laughs> was that not surreal? 
They're having some kind of public meeting on rents uh, in Manhattan and uh, on rent, you know, wait, you know, rent going up and uh, arbitrarily, and it, it's affecting people. And so you have a woman named Jeannie Dubnow, uh, who is co-founder of the Riverside Edgecombe Neighborhood Association for 40 years, over 40 years. This woman has been advocating uh, for low-income tenants and low-income housing. 40 years. She's also a Holocaust survivor. Her parents uh, escaped uh, Nazi Germany. She was born, I forget where she was born, uh, but she was born uh, in Europe uh, during the, uh, World War II. And uh, she is trying to make a point about rent uh, in, in these neighborhoods. And Eric Adams, because uh, she was pointing at him, uh, starts to dress her down on, you know, hey, I'm not on the plantation. You can't. You have to treat me with respect. Treat me with the respect. I'm the mayor of this city, and I'm not on the plantation, and you don't own me. That's where he went. He, I don't think he ever even addressed what she was saying. And and that that's an example of I think what we're talking about. It is what we're talking. You know about. what? He's black and he's the mayor, he's so got, you know, don't look cross-eyed at. He's him. got a toot. He's got a toot. Yeah, and man. how dare you criticize me in any way, shape, or form? You you know, basically saying you're as bad as a slave owner. And again, you're you're talking about a woman who has advocated probably for a fair amount of black people who are low income and want their rent lower. Well, and a woman who's a Holocaust survivor. And a Holocaust survivor. So, but he, he, that doesn't matter. See, what happened yesterday, again, all these people were triggered by yeah. that Supreme Court ruling yesterday. Oh, yeah. That, that, what you're talking about is that encounter happened after the Supreme Court ruling. Exactly. So he was already pissed. Yeah. He was already yeah. mad at, you know, this. So everybody's got to pay now. Even right. Supreme, Even these people who... Who have busted their butts, as you said, for the rights of black people and a Holocaust survivor? She's got to pay it. I'm, I'm going to get my anger out on you. Right, which is exactly right. what he did. You know, I'm sorry to break, uh, go into go on to a different topic, but yeah. we have another member of a minority community who has been run out of his job. <laughs> Little Geraldo is on uh, uh, Fox and Friends Live talking about his I, incredible career. Yeah, I, I had and how he was fired. I from had the you five. a present, and we can't get to it because uh, Jimmy has. <laughs> to log in to, to be able to, to, to get it. I found that you would have loved this if I could have gotten gotten it on the air for you. It was a present I had for you. Geraldo, this morning, <laughs> no. this morning, in his boat, riding down from where he was down the Hudson to go in, he said, you know, and he's, he did a selfie uh, video <laughs> while driving his boat oh. down to Fox News. He said, this is quicker than driving in uh, 4th of July weekend, so I'm, I'm on my boat. And he said, I was fired from, fo- from, from uh, the Five. I was fired from right. the Five. So today I'm going to go on Fox and Friends. And I'm going to quit Fox News. I'm, not, I'm just because they wanted to keep him all together as like a you know a reporter. Right. Or well, he was originally going to stay yeah. on as a contributor. Yeah, I think. right, right. Yeah. And he said, nope. Uh, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to quit Fox News because they fired me from the five, and I'm just going to move on with his life and blah 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 freaking blah. Feel sorry for me was basically what the what the video was. He, he's one of those guys I'd like to spend a day with just so I could ignore him. You yeah, know what right. I mean, like I, I'd like to be in the same building with Geraldo and just ignore his. He's ass. not really worth your time. <laughs> Have you met? He's yeah, I, I've oh, heard yeah. he's just really arrogant. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a big head and a little tiny body. You know what he is? He's Eric Adams. <laughs> he is. <laughs> you, you will you will notice me when I'm around. Yes. I, f- I found the audio, and it's so 
bad with the wind on that boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's, we'll, we'll move no, on. I think I what, you said, what you said was better than us okay. listening. All right, then we'll just stick with that, and we'll just move forward. All right, so hot with the <laughs> upper 90s uh, for the highs. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we've got a couple of other stories. We'll talk a little bit more about the affirmative action. We've got a couple of other stories. Something they're doing is really crazy up in Michigan, and we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, as we continue here with Ware and Rima, foundationsupportspecialist.com brings a truck out and they do a thorough inspection of your foundation. Your foundation is what your entire home rests on. And if the foundation is failing, then your home begins to have huge structural issues. And when that begins to be the problem for you, you're talking about maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars in repair work for you. Well, your friends at foundationsupportspecialist.com want to help you avoid all of that by doing the most thorough examination and inspection of your foundation, and they will not charge you anything for the inspection. So they'll come out, they'll take a look. If they see some problems developing, they'll talk with you. Maybe maybe it's as simple as you watering around the foundation this time of year because it's super hot and dry. But there might be more that needs to be done, and if they need to fix your foundation, repair your foundation, they fix it for the life of the structure, and they guarantee that fix in a transferable warranty with your friends at foundationsupportspecialist.com. Log on today and tell them Trey Ware sent you foundationsupportspecialist.com. If you're thinking about retiring soon, be sure. All right, 738 now at KTSA with Ware and Ryma. Uh, I want to get into this story. Michigan here in a minute because yeah. they're about to screw a lot of stuff up in, in Michigan, which will lead the, the country in a certain direction. But before we do that, they have been spending the last uh, 10 hours making us, uh, 10 minutes making us want to throw up about Geraldo on, uh, on Fox <laughs> News, where they even came up with, as you pointed out, a, a little uh, mustache that they drew. It, it, you it's, know? it's celebrating yeah. Geraldo on yeah. Fox, and they got a little cartoon yeah. curly mustache right, there, right. just so you know who we're talking about. And uh, Look, I, we, we both grew up with Geraldo Rivera yeah. on TV. I mean, I saw him so many times. I remember him interviewing uh, the, the Hells Angels. Yeah. And, you know, I, we all remember the whole opening up of the vault and nothing was there. Big he, humiliating moment. He, blah, blah, blah. He's had a great career. I'm not going yeah. to d- diminish his accomplishments. Yeah. He's always been there. He's done some pretty interesting stuff. Right. But I can't stand him. Well, a lot of people can't, and, and and the reason for that is his career has been a giant selfie. That's it. He's just been a selfie, and so look now they're no 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 yeah they're all wearing mustaches. They're all walking out they're now. Out the whole the girls, yes, all the girls are wearing mustaches. There's a weather check. Yep. Oh, they're all wearing on. mustaches now as they bring him presents. Yeah, who have we not heard from today? They did a but, montage. Yeah, of all the people saying how much they love Geraldo. Right, and 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 see, this is the thing. You 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 know that many of them were disingenuous in their in their thoughts, right? I thought was going to cry. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you saw Hannity go, he's my brother, and oh, I love him, and God. I will always. Yeah. Anyway, they had all of them do it except the most genuine person there, the last one. Uh huh. Because the other one they fired two weeks ago, the the most genuine person. Opted out. That's Greg Gutfeld. No goodbye, Geraldo. Nothing from, from Gutfeld. Gutfeld. And here's why. I I remember the day that they were on the five together. Yeah. And Geraldo called him Hitler. Actually called Gutfeld Hitler. Right. A guy who is farthest from Hitler than anybody I know. Yeah. And he was, you know, not happy about it. And he told him, if you don't take that back right now, I'm going, and he meant it, I'm going to get up from here, and I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> 
And, and Gutfeld meant it. He was serious. He, this, this was not television. I Gutfeld means everything he says. Yes. He's one of those guys. Yeah, I'll never forget it. He said, I'm going to come over and I'm, I'm about to come over and whip your ass if you don't take it back. Well, he just they, they, said he was a product of affirmative action back in the day. Who, Geraldo? Yes. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. shut up. He was a product oh, of kissing my ass. God, I'm going to barf. He was a product of kissing Blech. ass. That's Blech. what he was a product yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, anyway. And they went to commercial, and they came back, and it was the only time I've ever seen Geraldo grovel. Right. He said, you know, in the two minutes that we were off the air there, off camera, I've had a change of heart and a change of mind, yeah. and I want to apologize to Greg. And they, they, you know what? They never healed that. No. It never. You well, tell. you don't call somebody Hitler and then expect it to be okay. Well, you, know? you could tell when they were on together, Gutfeld just held him in complete yeah. contempt, you know, yeah. and, and so do I, frankly, yeah. so. He's a showboater, and they're they're my least favorite people. I, he, that's all. It's all about him. I kind of like I kind of like his his whole career has been a selfie. That's it. it. It's been it, about it, it's, him. It his has. whole career has been a selfie, giant selfie. He, he he's he, you know here's Geraldo getting shot at. Here's Geraldo after nine eleven. Here's Geraldo taking a crap. You know I mean it's just it's 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 wow standing it's, ovation. Oh, there he is standing over for Geraldo. Wow. Okay. All he's right. standing too, but he only comes up to their knees. That's right. Yeah. He looks like he's sitting. So. <laughs> I, do, I, I want to mention this real quick before we go into the break here, yes. that uh, in Michigan they are uh, passing a bill right now, and, of course, Gretchen, Gretchen, uh, no. Gretchen says she'll sign it if it makes it to her desk. A little Heidi from hell there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says uh, the Michigan residents would be charged with a felony and five years in prison and $10,000 fine for using the wrong pronoun. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Uh, it criminalizes. What the hell? It crimi- well, I don't, let's just turn oh, down the sound we'll here. Turn down Geraldo. Sound going on here. Geraldo love fest. Right. It criminalizes causing someone to feel threatened by words. This is actually in the bill. This is actually in the bill. Sexual orientation and gender identity are protected classes in the bill. No, they're not. And so if you <laughs> use the wrong – if I walk up – let's just say I don't even know what your pronoun is. Right. And I walk up and I say, how are you, sir? And your pronoun is actually her. You know, and I well, say, how are you, sir? That, I could go to prison for five years and pay a $10,000 fine. I would submit to you that most Democrats inside the Beltway and sitting in uh, governor's mansions across this country would love to have that on the books. Absolutely. Because you know what? You're setting people up to get arrested. You got it. Because you just said it. You have to have freaking ESP to figure out whether somebody, how somebody identifies without them telling you. Because I've done the same thing, man. I, I Maybe just like a few weeks ago, there was a dude at a convenience store. I thought he was a dude. And I'm like, hey, thanks, man. You know, And he kind of shot me a look, and I, re- I looked at his name tag, and it said, like, Betty or something. I don't know. You know, so <laughs> how do you know? I, so you're going to go to jail for five years because you cannot divine the pronoun uh, needs of somebody else. I have a friend who actually showed up. Security guard at their place of employment was a girl, clearly a woman. You're looking right. at a woman, got all the woman features. <laughs> Woman's hair, woman boob, right. all, all woman features. And uh, he said, hey, ma'am, have a great day, and went on inside. Well, she didn't identify as a ma'am. <laughs> And so Holy she went crap. to the supervisor in tears. I cannot believe he oh, called me God. that. I, I want to file an HR complaint. Well, how did he know? He had no idea. So what it does is it, this. What this is. The bottom line is to dehumanize all of us. We're, we we can't even be humans and be friendly and say hi. How you doing, sir? 
Well, yeah, and I do it all the right. time. You're, I do it all the time too, and I don't even think about it, you know. And and I and I'll tell you why because these are people who either hate themselves or they're extremely boring or both. Both. And they demand a minority status. They want a minority status. I posted something about the the race thing yesterday, just a statement about it, and I had some dude posting, what about gender identity? Oh, God. You know, and I'm like, you know what? Gender identity is a bunch of crap. That's why, okay? You're not a protected class. You're you're not a minority because you're a dude wearing a dress. Nope. You're making a choice, man. Come on. Get out of here. Quick break. More wearing Rima with the day's next KTSA. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business... Don't believe me, just my... Yeah. If I want to make my wife and daughter dance, yeah. no matter where they are, yeah. I just play this song. Well, this will do it, man. This is Bruno. It's you know, it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. God, it is an oldie now. It oh. is. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's Funky Friday, so we pull this one out. Yeah. <laughs> Get the stretch. We gonna go for a ride. So I'm what's uh, what's going on? What is today? It's the third. Oh, the last one. It's the thirtieth of June. It's the last shot. God. Yeah. It went fast. So, flush the queer stuff today. <laughs> flush the queer stuff, man. It's <laughs> it's it's the summer of queer, man. Oh, that's right. They did extend it. That's it's right. It's the summer of queer. Oh, man. You can't flush the queer stuff yet. Yeah. They got a whole month here. Yeah. It's it's asteroid day. Okay. Fuck. Speaking of, speaking yeah. of <laughs> asteroid. I guess there is one <laughs> out there that's going to come within a million miles of that's the right. of the planet that's, that's the right. size of like, I don't know, three semi trucks or is. something like that. Uh-huh. That could suck. Um, this is for Joe Biden. It's drive your Corvette to work day. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, just make, make sure, sure uh, take the papers out yeah, the get back all seat. The, get all the paperwork <laughs> out of the Corvette there, Joe. <laughs> Not that it would matter. No. The guy could be wash, washing his windshield with, you know, uh, NSA documents and nobody would care. This is uh, something after our own hearts here in San Antonio. It's National Food Truck Day. It sure is. That's right. I love food trucks. So somebody bring the food truck over here with some tacos. And somebody right out front of somebody radio pull there. a taco truck yep, right up right to there. the station, man. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. And finally, it's the it's National Organization for Women Day. I have a question. No, thanks. Well, what's a woman? Yeah. What is that? You can't even define it. What is a woman? Uh, they got a day. We should know what a woman is, right? We have no idea what women are. I'm not a biologist. You can't define what a woman is, so why have the National Organization of Women? I think we should get rid of it. It's obviously insulting to to women who aren't women. That's right. Doesn't (laughs) doesn't need to exist. Oh, by the way, since you mentioned Joe and the Corvette a minute ago. Yeah. uh, Jimmy, let's do cut one here. Uh, Joe was on uh, TV, and, um, well... It was it, it, it was uh, not interesting. It was boring. It was a bunch of gibberish, by the way. Really, seriously, it was gibberish. Softball interview. But there were a lot of gibberish answers yeah. about you know he he folded the affirmative action thing yesterday into abortion, into uh, a war for affirmative action that we fought in 1960 to free <laughs> slaves. Oh God, 1960. So yeah. that's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, a it, little, a little jumbled up there, buddy. In the, while the interview is going on, though, Joe stands up <laughs> in the middle of the interview. Joe stands up. Now we all know how interviews typically end. Thank you, Sean, for coming in today. I appreciate your time. And you sit there yes. in the chair until we go to commercial, right? And then you get up and you leave the set. Then and they take your microphone off of you. That's how it's supposed to work, but not with Joe. <laughs> She's still talking. And Joe just stand, pushes back and stands up. 
And the way he stands up, his hips are far. You know what I think? I think he filled his diaper because his his hips went <laughs> he had forward. A load. <laughs> yeah. And he started to walk like this with his hips forward, like he was uh, like he was holding it in. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh gosh, gotta get he, out of here. He'd walk, yeah, he's walking like this. And I think that's what happened. I think he, he had a filled diaper. I think that's what went on. So um, she it's just, weird. Though, she to just watch. looked at him and went. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Here it is. Listen to this. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. That's, That's right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Gets up and walks off. She's talking about the bills, you know. Yeah. Like she's in the middle of a sentence about the – play it again, Jimmy, because she's in the middle of the sentence. This is Nicole Wallace. He's walking while she's talking. She stands up while she's talking about the bills. Listen. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. That's, That's right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you he stands up while she's in mid-sentence. Yeah. He's almost off stage when she's saying that crap, man. So, you know, well – what a weirdo. He's the president of the United States. <laughs> Fill up your depends. you got to go take care of that. You know what I mean? Uh, just one, this, I, I'm all out of days. They were kind of dull today. But I got a quick story here. Louis Vuitton just sold a handbag for $63,000 yeah. online. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, yeah. The handbag in question is smaller than a grain of salt. Yeah. You, you need a microscope to see it. Yeah. I looked at it. It, it is a tiny-ass little handbag by yeah. Louis Vuitton the size of a grain of salt. Right. And people were mocking it and making fun of it, and yet some idiot uh, purchased it for $60,000, man. That's more money than common sense. I think it might be the end times. I think we oh, might be, yeah. you know, <laughs> hurtling towards, uh, you know. You know that. Mount Zion there. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's – uh, it's bad when you when you spend sixty thousand dollars on a freaking bag you can't even see, let alone put stuff in. Yeah, what are you gonna put in there? Microbes? You well, know, is that where you're gonna carry your th- microbes? That is just literally somebody who has so much money. You know what they did? They're showing off. It, you know what? They're it was? showing it off. It was a rap guy. It was feral. Well, of course, it was feral. Was is it he really? a rap guy? Is yeah, he a rap guy. He's the guy who did happy. Oh, he bought yeah, the handbag he for sixty thousand dollars. Are you serious? Yes, Pharrell. I, Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Well, I'm a white guy. What the hell do I know? Thank you, Elaine. Yeah, it's Pharrell. That scares me. What's he gonna put in it? Like I said, microbes, perhaps ah. the odd germ. You know, <laughs> Pharrell I, I don't know. bought it. Yeah. Yes. Car- yeah. The guys <laughs> are carrying bags now. And he's God, probably going to resell this big. He's, yeah. you can't he's going to resell it. it. He's going to resell yes. it and make money. Yes. Yep. He'll have his name put on it with a laser beam. All right, beam. Jimmy, go ahead and play Pharrell. Play Happy or something. Oh, you can't. You got everything all locked I, You know, but I mean, it, 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 I can understand somebody buying like a freaking piece of toast with the Mother Mary on it because you can set it somewhere and pray to it, you know, if that's what you believe. But you can't even see the damn thing. You can't even see it. Well, that's why. <laughs> that's the whole point. How do you point. know if you've lost it? You, you don't. <laughs> How do you know if you've been, yeah. uh, maybe somebody will roll you and take your bag yeah. and you don't even know. Honey, will you look in my purse and see if you can find the keys? <laughs> hey, honey, I can't find my amoeba. Uh, could you look in the, you got it in the bag there? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just... looking for a, I, I can't find my paramecium. Is it's it in just, the bag? It's just people that have more money in common sense. I'm, I'm looking at this. I don't know if you've been following this, but Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend, Lauren, no. his fiance, and they've What's been traveling this? around the world in that really expensive $500 billion yacht or $500 million yacht he built. He he allowed her to land the helicopter on the uh, uh, yeah on the deck yesterday. Does she know how to do that? Well, it was kind of interesting. It took her several passes. 
But she finally, and I'm thinking, I, if I just spent $500 million on a yacht, I bet the insurance company was freaking. You know what I mean? They were like, well, ah. Maybe that's what he had in mind. I mean, you know, you Could put be. your girlfriend in there and she can't fly a helicopter. Maybe you don't like a girlfriend. <laughs> you want her to have a bad landing. Oh. I'm just saying, yeah, man. Well, it's true. Could be. All right, more wearing rhyme. That's why I don't let my wife drive. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's Pharrell oh. with his little bitty bag, his little bitty tiny teeny weeny thing this is a good song i love this song wisdom is a big big subject in the body uh, dr torres at the yes. institute for functional health great guy you and i both have had meetings with him oh yeah very and nice guy he has actually helped some folks around the station over the years lose a lot of weight, feel better. Absolutely. And yes. get on track to better health. And that's the bottom line with Dr. Torres, getting you off the medication and getting you feeling better, looking better, and all those kind of things. And, of course, helping our community by sponsoring uh, Operation Interdependence, which is continuing for the next couple of days. We're, but, I mean, we're in the fourth quarter. Last two yeah, minutes, actually, yeah. the fourth quarter. And we're down to it. So go to KTSA.com, KTSA.com. Uh, you can give that way. You can just make a cash donation. That's probably best at this point, unless you just want to go by one of these places and drop it off. Feel free to do that as well. But thanks again, Dr. Torres, Institute for Functional Health, for helping us out. Well, you know, it. It, it, and we were talking to uh, some folks, and we have been talking to some folks over the past few weeks. A lot of vets call us up, and they say, you don't realize when you're when you're stationed somewhere around the earth and you don't have family, you don't have somebody that you're in regular communication with, uh, a pack of cards, uh, some chewing gum. These little things remind you that you're not forgotten. Yeah. You know? So it's a, it's a good thing we do every Sometimes year. Sometimes they can't go buy that stuff. No, but yeah, yeah. in other cases, they do have pl- you know, everything that they need sometimes, but just getting a note yeah. is just a wonderful thing, and they tack it up on the bulletin board wherever they are, and all, right. everybody reads the notes, and it just makes them feel good to know that they're not forgotten. And they, Look, our military is the foundation of freedom worldwide. If our military is not there, fa- uh, freedom falls in on itself and disappears. Bottom line, our oh, yeah. military upholds freedom around the world. And we're pretty much it for that. That's if it. If we go bye-bye, it goes bye-bye That's it. on planet and, Earth. And it uh, relies <laughs> completely on our military. So while we're on that subject, I just wanted to – I did a little sermonette this morning um, at 645, and it's on my podcast if anybody wanna goes, wants to go dig it up. But you and I are – both of us are very, very patriotic. Um, yeah, I believe so. I cry over this country. Right. I, I do. And I, I uh, feel so much. Nancy tells me, man, you feel too much for this country. And I, that might be true sometime because I do. it. I, I feel a lot of pain and I feel a lot of things concerning uh, this country. But I also feel a lot of joy and happiness about this country too. But one of the things I talked about this morning I'd like to get your thoughts on as well is, you know, when we consider the foundation, and you're a great historian too, you know history. Uh, when you think about the foundation of this country, I happen to believe there are a lot of spiritual roots to that, mm. which I happen to believe that God himself um, founded this country for a, a really strong purpose of his, which was to bless the world, to use us right. to bless the world. He was very, very clear in his book in, in Deuteronomy, if you do what I say, then I'm going to open up the windows of heaven, and you will not be able to contain the blessing right and that's in, in deuteronomy but it's also throughout the bible now he was speaking specifically to the hebrews and to the jewish people however it is a promise that is applicable to us as well because there are a lot of people that equate us with the modern day country of israel right and and our founding <clears throat> fathers actually believed that they believed that coming here and founding this country was kind of like leaving egypt and founding the promised land 
There, were, there are a lot of cor- there's a lot of correlation. Yeah, and really. they spoke about it in their writings. Yeah. You know, and so I, I I believe that too. I believe this nation has been used like none other to bless the world. Um, and when you consider the people who were starving and we supplied food for them because of this nation, the people who were in conflict and we ended those conflicts or mediated those conflicts, whatever it was, this country has been used of God uh, to go and, and bless the, the world. Just look at the people who are crossing over and coming in here well, if we for a suck that bad, why do they all want to get here? Right. You know, I mean, uh, I, and I agree with you on, on this stuff. I mean, we, we talk about this a lot off the air. And, you know, if, if you look at the birth of Christianity, Christianity was born out of what? Oppression. People lived in an oppressive state, a fascist state, if you if you will, with a Roman uh, a hierarchy and authority and the Jewish priests and their authority. And, and at the heart of Christianity is an, an idea of freedom in that you, it's all about choice. Okay. You, you look at what Jesus taught. It's uh, he's talking to people about making choices as to how they will live. And that Christianity really can only exist properly in a state of freedom, if you will. And that's why you, you look at the founding documents and you look at the, the way the founding fathers, you, you can sit there and, and try to be a Billy big ass and say, well, they were deists or they were this or they were that. But at the heart of everything they proposed was an idea of God. Freedom of religion, okay, was a huge part of it because that's one of the reasons they wanted to break away from the, uh, from the crown was because they were being dictated to what church they go to, where they go, in a sense, what they believe. And it was the revolution was, apart from taxation and things like that, was a reaction well, against even, that. Even pre-revolutionary times, the reason people came here was to escape religious Religious oppression. persecution and yeah. oppression. So they came here to be free to practice their religion, and yeah. that was the main reason that they established this country, Plymouth Rock, back on the day. And yes, so much has happened, you know, over the course of the history of this country as God has moved through this country to bless the entire world in so many ways, innumerable ways that the world has been blessed with peace and freedom. And so many people have been blessed by coming here, by by being a part of the American experience. And that was the case for 200 years. But, you know, uh, in 60 or so years, we have started to move away from the Bible. We we have political leadership now, and it's been around for about 60 years, that has wanted to be God. They have tried mm-hmm. to replace God and said, look to us, the political leadership, look to the government as God. <clears throat> and that's the main part of, say, communism or socialism or whatever you want to, to call it, secularism, is to replace God in the minds and the hearts of the people. And when you do that and replace his word, the the result, and this has always been true throughout history, the result has been chaos. Oh, yeah, and, and death and horror that's and right. awfulness. Exactly right. yeah. And so look where we are today. Look on the streets of America today. Mm. And I would argue that what we see happening with the chaos and the crime and everything that's going on in the streets of America today is a direct result of us abandoning those principles and those precepts in God's word and saying, no, we don't need you. What we need is a big government to take care of us. And God doesn't necessarily, although he has in time, you know, punished people with hellfire and brimstone, but the worst punishment that God can give you is turn his back on you. That's the or worst Or leave punishment. you to your own devices. I mean, if you look at the, yes. the, if you track the history of the Old Testament, it's really a story of people either 
abide, you know, abiding by what God proposes or turning against God, we're talking about the, the nation of Israel, every time throughout the Old Testament that they turned away from God or forgot the covenant or, or what have you, bad things happened. That is you know? 100% Every correct. Every time they, they embraced God and, and, and followed God, good things happened. Well, I mean, they were led into slavery. Good, you could track that. They yeah, were led yeah, into slavery. Exactly. Like, like Nebuchadnezzar. They were led but, off to Babylon, and they were held in slavery for 400 years. And the, one, and the guy who, who uh, said, I'm going to follow God no matter what he says, uh, that's how they got out of slavery. That's, that's exactly how they became right. an independent nation. I mean, it's, it's again, it's, I had a, an old pastor tell me this, that the Old Testament is all about promise-keeping. You either keep the promise or you don't. You either, and when you don't, again, well, bad things happen. He says that in Deuteronomy. Very clearly, yeah. Deut- Deuteronomy 28 is very clear about how if you keep my ways and you follow my word yeah. and my precepts, then I will open up. I will, I will give you a blessing like you cannot contain. But then he follows that up with, if you don't, <laughs> this, is what, this is the bad that's going to happen to you. And it's turned out every single time. However, there is a promise also in the Old Testament and in Second Chronicles 7.14 where he says, you know, when when you're in a bad position, and again, he's talking to the Hebrews, he's talking to Israel, but I believe he's also talking to us. Um, if my people who are called by my name, he's not talking to everybody. He's right. only talking to his people who are called by his name. If my people who are called by name, my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. There's no promise for him to hear from heaven until we, we do those things. That's the precept right there that I will hear from heaven and I will come to you and heal your land. And to me, that's where our country is today. That's what we need the most today is to humble ourselves again under him and his word and what he, the precepts that he lays down and to follow that word and then to pray and then to turn from our wicked ways, to give up all this stuff that we have been involved in as a nation nationally and the way that we're being led right now. And that, the promise of God, and every promise of God throughout history, every time he makes a promise, he fulfills that promise. He's a promise-keeping God. That is the other thing you'll learn in the, right. in the Old Testament, right. is that God always kind of stands by what God says. Yeah, absolutely right. And, he, you know, and I, I, if you, you look at the, the nation in the same way you look at the individual. If you look at yourself and in your own life, and I, I, I'm a walking testament to this, that yeah. when you... Me too. Embrace, you know, the darker angels when you embrace your, you know, love of self and right. narcissism and all that. I can tell you throughout my life, bad craps happen. That's right. When I have trusted in God and said, okay, it's up to you, you know, uh, let God, mm-hmm. I think is the, the slogan that is used very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life gets better. I, I have, I live in joy. You know, the more uh, I trust in God, doesn't mean bad stuff doesn't happen. Doesn't mean you don't get sad and angry and pissed off. But there's an underlying sense of joy Correct. in in your world. And I think it's true of the nation as well. well and so I, I, we're in that moment where we are embracing a hell of a lot of dark angels in this country. Very bad stuff. You and, know? and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, you got your finger right on it. And joy is different than happiness, right? Yes. Because yes. happiness is based on externals. What, happiness what, is it, a it, mood. It, it really is. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's based on externals, things that happen to you. Right. And when good things happen, you feel happy. When bad things happen, you feel sad. But joy is an eternal, internal thing that comes from that relationship with God. Absolutely. And you can live with joy inside of you while hell is around the outside of oh, you. Yeah. You can still have that joy that comes from that relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And 
that's the whole point of the gospel. That's the whole point of that, that he is making. He came, you said a minute ago on the freedom, you, he came to set us free. He said so. I yeah. came to set the captives free. Yeah. And he did that physically while he was here, but spiritually as well, we are free through his sacrifice at the cross. But the bottom line here is nationally, as we get ready to celebrate the 4th of July and the birth of this nation, what we need now more than ever is a return to his principles, a return to his word, a return to his instruction, and he'll take care of the rest. Oh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to be able to make that turn. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, we'll it takes a lot of people to be on the same journey. My, my hope is that the awfulness, it, there, we reach a saturation point. I've been talking about all of us as a country. We reach a saturation point with this stuff. I, I do see a, a spiritual hunger out there. We've seen this with the, G, the new Jesus movement. Uh, over the past year or so, where a lot of young people are turning to Jesus or going to church and praying. Uh, so that gives me hope, because there's a whole lot of people who are just heading in the opposite direction. And if you look at a lot of the bad stuff that's going on in this country, if you really strip away a lot of the bullcrap, what do you find? A hatred and a disdain for people of faith right. and for the faith itself. Well, it's not going to be easy. Jesus yeah. said they hated me, so right. they're going to hate you. He, yeah. said, he oh, was yeah. very clear about that. But it's it's well worth it, and uh, sure, when we say, okay, we need to be doing this, we're just talking about the people who believe in him and who follow him. Again, Second yeah. Chronicles 7.14 is very clear, and that is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, say, face and, uh, the, and, and turn from their wicked ways. Uh, do those things, and yeah, we could see a national revival. It's happened a lot. George Whitfield preached to, to thousands under the trees in the meadows. Uh, so did uh, Jonathan Edwards. And throughout history, we've had those guys come along that have been able to bring spark those revivals, and we need one. So come quickly, Lord Jesus, and bring a revival. So yeah, let's say. bring it on, man. Yeah. We need it. You bet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up for you here on KTSA. Hi, this is Danny Bowes from Southwest Metal Roofing System. Just say. Thank you so much to Don Morgan. <laughs> yes. Don Morgan saved my rear end this morning. What happened? Well, I got here, and there was a big sign on one of the coffee machines back there. Now, as I <laughs> said this morning, a radio station without coffee is like an army without bullets. <laughs> it's you like the ocean saying? without water, yes, man. <laughs> exactly right. So, and the other coffee machine wasn't working. I hit the button, oh, no. and I hit the button, and I hit the button, and I hit the button, and nothing would come. It would like a cup, like an old man trying to go to the bathroom, a couple of drops. <laughs> and, You've been watching me in the bathroom? Yes. And so, um, yeah. no coffee. No, co- no coffee? No coffee in a radio station, man. No, that's an American. So, You've yeah, got to have a coffee maker right. in a that's radio right. station. Well, the commies done took over the radio stations. <laughs> We don't have a, we don't have coffee. So how did he save you? What did he do? Well, I I texted him and I said because he makes a stop every morning at a QT. Oh, I got you. And I said you gonna make a QT stop? Uh, if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> would you grab a tall black one? Bring it in here. <laughs> and he did. He grabbed a tall black one and brought a it tall on black in. So I showed up with Victor Wimbanyama. No, <laughs> I'm not talking about person. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I got David Robinson with me. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was, you know, I was thinking it. <laughs> um, well, that's good. Yeah, you got to have the coffee, man. I, man. You know, when I got in this business, right, which was three days old, everybody walked around with those styrofoam cups yes. and a cigarette in their hand. Now, I never did the cigarette part. Right. right. But everybody walked around. I mean, around the building, oh, everywhere. Yeah. I've done it. Standing there talking to people. I had a black cup of coffee and a cigarette in their hand, and I just... 
I, I have to have – there's a picture on my Facebook page. I was you telling always this morning. get younger when you say you got into the business. I know. You're going to be a fetus next time. <laughs> When I was in my mama's belly, <laughs> a fetus. When when I was a, when I was a gig. spermatosa. So anyway, uh, <laughs> spermatosa. <laughs> so anyway, spermatosa in the morning. So anyway, so, so anyway. he brought you a tall black one. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. It was I've, very kind of coffee. Me. It was yeah. a coffee. I, you know, I've gone chronic. I'm on the scale. You know, I went yeah. from a moderate abuser of caffeine to a chronic abuser, and I've gone full big red. Yeah. I'm, I'm just big red. Good I'm going to start snorting uh, dried. Good. I'm going to do a, a balance of nature on my big red and just good. make it into a powder form and just you snort know, it. That's a good idea. I, I, I hate to admit this, but I just can't get into the big red. Oh, I well. never liked it you know, until I now. Tried, I tried, but to me, it tastes like cough syrup with all the fun stuff taken out. Yes! <laughs> you know? I never liked it before. I'm not a soda drinker, and just within the past few weeks, I think I just drank so much freaking coffee. No. Do you know what you need? But now I've gone to big red. Do you, do you know what you need? You need to add some barbacoa to it, baby. No. I'm yeah, telling you, I'm just oh, man, you, I'm not gonna no. add barbacoa to no big red. Yeah, you know the festival's yeah, coming you wanna, up. You, you want to like big red? Nah. Add barbacoa to it. It'll totally change the flavor well, to big well, red. You know, yeah. I have not consumed meat in 21 years. Well, now I'm it's not going to jump back on the wagon. I'm, with some I'm here to corrupt you. Nah, I'm here to change doing, that. You're doing a fine job. <laughs> nah. So when's <laughs> the tofu and broccoli festival? Yeah, right. That's not happening. There's a big red and broccoli. Have some kale with a side of big red. Hey, the good thing. Hey, there'll be plenty of parking. I try. <laughs> I don't. Well, you're right. There would be. It's the first time you not, you wouldn't have any problem parking downtown. Yeah, no man. problem at all. You, Park wherever you want. You know what he didn't bring this morning? He didn't bring donut balls. You know, donut. Uh, balls. I was hoping he was going to bring some donut. You brought balls, a tall but, black one, but no yeah, donut that's balls. That's right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, What's wrong yeah. with you? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look out for everybody around here. Come on. He, he sees the waistlines around here. He's not kidding. He knows. Hey, I'm happy. I'm down to an extra large, yeah, man. I've been wearing 2X and 3X for five years, good. and I can finally wear my damn Selena shirt. Definitely, I can tell the difference in you and certainly in him. You need to knock it off or there's not going to be anything left of you. you. Quit it. I got 15 more to go. No, you don't. You yeah, look fine. I got it's 10 right more. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't, able, I haven't been able to go out to the gym in like three weeks because we've been getting ready to move. Yeah. Right well, that's been taken out of you too man you've been doing yeah. a lot of work so you get oh, your you workout. have that's right yeah you get in a workout i got i'd help you but i got a condition yeah, like, i can't you know, lift crap and and i was thinking about that one day i bet uh, you were my son thomas come over <laughs> my son thomas come over to help me move some stuff and he says sweat rolling off because it's like 130 degrees outside and he says to me remember that time we helped rhyme a move uh-huh. i said yeah i remember he goes do you think we should give him a call uh, yeah right <laughs> it's, it's a waste of time do, do you know why do you know why that that's why i never bought a truck after i sold my last one yeah <laughs> radio guys help oh, yeah, each other move it's like, hey man I, i'm sorry i don't have so a truck right it past oh oh so you could get it. see yeah, how you I have, are I, I, i've always had a truck oh he's and, right and i got a little bitty car yeah, when Don, on purpose. When Don helped us and my buddy Evan helped us uh, move to the house, we looked like the Beverly Hillbellies because we stacked <laughs> everything it, in the back end of Evan's truck. My, my, my mother-in-law has a, a little tiny-ass truck, little girl truck, and we stacked it. It was like 15 feet tall oh, with crazy, all the crap yeah. in there. Yeah. And I heard banjos yeah. as we drove to the new it, It's funny because when I was driving over to help, I was thinking it was going oh, to be a long day. We pull in, and your friend Evan was there. 
Eminem's like a former Marine or something. Yes, right? he is. I see him. I'm like, yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get done. Evan yeah. twice has just picked up a washer and dryer for me and I was put it in wa- the back of a truck. He had a couch, like, carrying it like it was a boom box. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just stood there and watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get his number from you. Yeah, you should. So have, I feel have him call me. Jimmy needs to smoke, so we got a break. All oh, right. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited Financial Freedom Livestream.com. Financial Freedom Livestream.com. That's where you go. Mention the name Ware, W-A-R-E, because that's going to get you all kinds of great discounts. What do they do? Well, they mentor you. They teach you how to invest in real estate. When you get serious about your financial future, start investing in real estate, and they'll help you identify whatever properties are right for you, single family, multifamily. They'll help you put together the financing that you're going to need. Then they'll show you what to do as far as fixing that property up and then turning around and selling that property for a really nice profit and then rolling that profit over into some more properties and some more and some more to where, you know, in just a few short years, I've got a friend that did, just did $10 million. Now, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, everybody's results are going to be different. But what I can tell you is you can have stupendous results if you follow the plan and if you work it. And if you do that, you can retire in five years or less, and they'll show you how. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. I was in a terrible car accident. I suffered. Question, Mr. Rima. Yes? Should, um... Should you have to pay my mortgage? No. Okay. <laughs> Let um, me think about that. No. no. Okay. Should you have to pay my car loan? No. Um. Should you have to pay my credit card bill? No. Okay. Well, there's a case before the Supreme Court, and we're thinking it's oh, probably going to come down on Thursday, but it's the Supreme Court. They can do whatever uh, they want. Yeah. To determine whether or not the president can take student loans, which is the exact same scenario I just laid out. It absolutely is. There is is no difference whatsoever. None. Zero difference. It is somebody who gets into a contractual obligation, which they promise to pay money back to a loaner, to a lender. And now the president is trying to take that contract that that individual made with a lender and trying to insert you in it and say you're, you and me and every other taxpayer is responsible for for that loan. And to hell with that. <laughs> he, he can stuff it. Now, you know, it, it's pretty, the mechanics of it are pretty simple. If you sign a paper that you're borrowing money from someone else and you're going to pay it back, that's on you. You've made a choice. But there's this, you know, you know what we're fighting against. It's this idea of entitlement. Right. Yeah, I know people. I've heard of people who, you know, get unemployment uh, and they get pissed off if they think they don't get enough because, you know, they're owed something. Same thing with the student. I've argued with people. I know you have on the air. People who were in college say, but I got, you know, I was promised a great job and I have to go in debt for all this money. And you know what? My kid is a walking, living, breathing testament to the fact that, no, you do not have to go to debt to go to college. Nope. You don't. My kid went to four years, got a BFA, all right, uh, doesn't know a penny. Guess what? she chose a college she could afford to go to. You don't have to go in debt buy a house. No. You, you save and save and save, you know? Yeah, go you buy a house. buy a house. And the yeah. same thing with a, with a car. Same thing with anything in life, yeah. right? But you have made a contractual obligation to a lender that you were going to pay that money back. There were terms that were expressed. Yeah. Those terms were written down. You signed and said, 
I agree to those terms, and I will pay it back just like a mortgage, just like a mortgage, and there is nobody else who's responsible for that other than you. You Period. made a choice, right. youngster. Even <laughs> like, like the scenario you just gave where somebody goes, well, I didn't get a good education. Well, you know what? Sometimes you don't get a good house. So, so, sometimes you go, you know what? Right. I well, want to move on. This house is too small, and the family's growing, and I want to move on. So at that point, is it the taxpayer's responsibility to pay your note off so you can move on? Look. You, you can actually make a better argument for unemployment benefits than you can for debt forgiveness at the collegiate level. Because we all, if you work, we all pay into that. So in a sense, you could claim, well, yeah, I'm taking unemployment, but I, I've also paid into it with uh, my employment record. College, no. You are walking into a bank or going to an institution and saying, I want you to lend me a bunch of money so I can go to this big-ass expensive college that I want to go to and I'll pay you back. And, and they so, have this idea that if they don't magically get a job as soon as they get out of college, like it's something guaranteed, then somehow the loan itself is unfair. And they say, well, it's got so ex- college is so expensive. Well, that's true, and let's look at why college yes. is so expensive. Yes. Well, uh, during Barack Obama's term, he took over by fiat, pen and phone, man. He took over the the whole funding of colleges. He decided the government's going to do that. We're going right, to do that. Right. So what did the colleges do? <laughs> We're going to jack up the prices like crazy yeah. because it's the government now. It's the U.S. of A. taxpayer that, that that you know is paying for this or you know making the loans. So we'll we'll just shoot the the prices out of out of sight. And that's exactly why it's gone super high. You get the government out of everything, well, everything, and you'll see prices come down. The only thing that government is good for is raising. Prices. Well, that's true, and, and also a lot of campuses have allowed themselves to b- blossom into small towns where they got sushi bars and bowling alleys, and they got all this crap that you really don't require. Jack brought this up the other night. I'm totally ripping him off, ripping him off for it, but they also uh, give uh, professors that teach one class a year uh, these grotesque salaries because it's name recognition. Look, we have these people on our staff. So there's all kinds of reasons why you pay a crap load of money to go to some of these colleges. But as I said yesterday, there are college, all manner of colleges in this country. You can find a way to go to college to get the, the degree you want and not go into debt. You can go to two years of, co- of community college, and right? And, and right. my sure. wife and daughter sure. are currently in college, you and it, it hasn't cost them hardly anything yeah. to do that. Certainly you can do it. So let's talk about the morality of it for just a second, because we know yeah. why Joe Biden's doing it. He's buying votes and all yes. that crap. You know, there's they no- want young people to vote for right. him. And there's, there's nothing more uh, more un-American than this. I mean, this is as un-American as it possibly right. gets. But the morality of it is sickening, and it's something that we ought to bring up as well. When you're talking about many of these people that go to these institutions, and, and a lot of these institutions are, are staffed by dummies who teach other people how to be dummies. They teach people <laughs> how to hate the country. Right. Right. And so uh, they come out, and they have no marketable skill. And so this is why they're, you know, oh, I can't get to work. I can't find a job. I can't do what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And so it's the plumber's job to pay for that education. No, that's wrong. That's the, that's the morality I'm talking about. I don't care if your, your education sucked. You're not happy with it. You can't get a job. That's not my problem. It's not the plumber's problem or the welder's problem who got out and busted their ass and went to work and started a, started right. a life. It's not their responsibility to pay because you got a sucky education. Now you can't get a job. It's not their problem. It's your 
problem. It's personal responsibility. You deal with it, big boy. And if you can't, that's your problem, too. But th- this is how that entire side of the room operate. It, it, right. it, it's it's right. not just on the college campuses right. with the debt forgiveness. That's right. They basically uh, buy their support one way or the other. But you said, hey, it, it, you said at the beginning, you said sense of entitlement. That's it. Well, that's what it is. And the, the, the idea of victimization, I've been victimized. So I deserve this money, or I was victimized by being told I'd get this great job by going to college, and I didn't. Now I got this debt. debt, debt. I've been victimized. You play on that victimization. Look, the whole tranny movement is cradled in an idea of victimization that doesn't actually exist. But that's how they maintain their support base, which is largely populated by entitled morons. So, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of the trade schools. And so, and, and here's why. Let me just lay this out real quick. I believe, you know, you get out of high school, go, go to a trade school, get yourself a, a marketable trade, which then you step right into a job because most of the trade schools have jobs that are just open waiting. You step right from plumbing school and right into being a full-time plumber. Right. So if you want the college experience, if you want to go to a liberal arts college at some point, you start off in a trade school, get yourself a marketable trade, which, by the way, lives with you the rest of your life. So if you ever have to fix plumbing at your house, you'll be able to do it. But you can... Then, for a couple of years, work your butt off in your trade. After you finish trade school, you can get in and be a plumber, electrician, or whatever. Save your money while you're doing that. And then, if you want to begin a career in, in college, if you want to move into something in a liberal arts school, go about it that way, I, and you can pay for it yourself. I, it's a very logical plan, but I don't hate college just for the fact that to hate college. College, no. for some people, is exactly what they want to do. Yeah. Whether they're going to get a job in it or not, my kid went for theater. She readily admits, well, maybe I'll get a job, maybe I won't, but I'm going to do something in the meantime to support myself. Your co- your, the educational part of your college journey is really kind of up to you. You're going to get as much out of it as you want yes. to. Yeah. You are going to be surrounded by ideologues uh, on most campuses. And as I said yesterday, unfortunately, my bigger beef is with the, pu- is with the public education yeah. system that prepares them to get there. Because doesn't a lot of this them. crap is already in their heads by the time they get to it college. It doesn't prepare them. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. As far as trade school, that's what I did. I am a result yeah. of a trade school. I yeah. dropped out of college and I went to a broadcasting school for a year and a half. Right. Got me my first job in radio. That's yeah. what separated me from the other guys is that I had been instructed how to do this for a living. And there are other opportunities as well for years. Yeah. And I don't know what this current, uh, the ownership of this this company does now, but for years, the guy who owned this radio station, I'm talking about decade, but decades, the guy who owned this radio station, he gave college education to people who committed to him here and That's... who were working here. He gave it to you. He said, here's your college education, four full years, go right over to Incarnate Word. Bernie Waterman, he had educated a ton of kids that were coming up in the business, and they've gone on with great college education. There's a lot of people that do that. Look at, uh, yeah. we talk about Don Rackler yeah. all the time. He does yeah. the same thing. He's basically got a college at his shop yes. where people can get educated See, on these things I, and then go work for him. Right. That, that's what I've told my, yeah. I've t- told my, both my granddaughters. Go learn how to be a, go see Don and learn how to be a plumber, right, <laughs> be an right. electrician. And then that's a skill you have the rest of your life. Yeah. And then, you know, when you get, when you get married or not married or whatever, if the house needs an electric, you need to do some wiring for your house, you can do it. You well, don't have to you, hire somebody. You know? It sounds weird, but you end up saving money because you, yes, you got the don't skill. have to hire some dude to do that. We're out of time. Jimmy yes. says, let's go. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> Where in Rima? Mr. W Fireworks is home to the absolute.